0: Todd Adams Mrs. Kathy Adams Welcome back Zen Parenting Radio we are talking about um, guys boys
1: we are girls we're talking about the importance of women being them full se- their full selves and how important that is for men to be their full selves and
0: educating our sons to grow up to be respectful of women for their own
1: Exactly. Goodness. Perfect. It's not just about be respectful of women because they you deserve have to, it, or because else. women are better, or all that stuff that we do that divides us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's that being respectful toward women affects men also,
0: right? Meaning it's affecting it, them also. It
1: affects it. Yeah. Let's. I like that word. It affects them mm-hmm. right now because we're seeing it.
0: Even though I don't know if it's affect with an A or an E. I think it's E. I never quite got that.
1: You know, me neither. And you know, your sister posted something on Facebook one day to explain it, and I didn't integrate it. In
0: one ear and out the other. I
1: know. Isn't it crazy? Some things are difficult to learn.
0: First, our first partner, um, Helping Hands Made Services. Uh, we're doing a four-week special, even though we didn't really discuss it last time. But uh, last week's special was 25 bucks off your first cleaning. For a new customer. For a new customer. And then this week's special is they do this really awesome carpet cleaning services. So if you buy 150 bucks worth of carpet cleaning services, you get a free room.
1: And the carpet cleaning services, so I have heard, we have hardwood floors, so we don't have this issue, but if you have had a bleach stain or some kind of significant stain, this carpet cleaning can just suck it right up.
0: Well, and then the owner of the company is Gosha, and she invests her resources in figuring out the best, cleanest, Environmentally safe way to do it. So.
1: Right. So this is a, a good thing. So how do they find Helping Hands?
0: Helping Hands, services dot com or their phone number is six three zero five three zero one three two four. And it's it's the type of place where when you call somebody answers the phone. This is a
1: business, baby. It's a
0: real business. It's not some lady doing it out of her house or whatever. Right, so right. anyways, all right. So this uh, came up regarding our discussion points. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who is Will Smith's wife.
1: Will Smith is her husband
0: whatever <laughs> I always screw that up
1: well no no you said it the right way but then I turned it around like you said she yeah. is Will Smith's wife oh I oh, and he, I said
0: yeah I got you but more people know who Will Smith is
1: maybe and she is also... No, it's that
0: maybe. More she, people know who Will Smith is. Okay.
1: And she's also Jaden Smith's mom and Willow Smith's mom.
0: And one of those kids was the Karate Kid.
1: Jaden Smith was in the Karate Kid. And, and I, he also did a song with Justin Bieber. And I
0: can't bring myself to watch the new Karate Kid because I feel like it's not going to be as good as the old Karate Kid.
1: Well, I Kid. heard it's good. Really? I heard they did a really good job with it. I, I haven't seen it either. We I heard just, that
0: kid's really good at karate kicking. He
1: is, man. You should see that leg go up. He's but the real deal. We just showed our girls the first Karate Kid. Yes. And they really liked it. Yeah him a body bag (laughs) yeah (laughs) we love what's his name again dutch
0: uh dutch is is the cobra kai guy that nobody talks about
1: take a worm for a walk week
0: no that's another guy everybody knows johnny right
1: everyone knows johnny
0: but dutch is kind of a short blonde hair guy he's a little friend danielle (laughs) what's wrong mommy not here to help you get dressed something like that that guy's awesome dutch all right. All right. So, I saw this, I don't know where I saw it, but there's this um magazine called Sinus Magazine. I don't even know what it is. Okay. But she there's this quick little article and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's a few things that I think are really important.
1: And before you go on, this are this they mentioned this in this article, but what this post is from, what Jada wrote, she put on her Facebook page. Oh, she
0: did. Okay. Yeah. So I what didn't know they that. did is
1: they pulled it from her Facebook page ah. and they wrote about it. Well, it's so, awesome. So so anyway, here it is.
0: So, it's um It's her basically saying that these, let's just talk, how are we going to describe Let's just say the guys who objectify women. Yes. I feel like we should come up with a name for them.
1: Well, I think men who don't see women as equals, who see women as, as she describes it, just a physical presence. She calls them like just for their boobs and their butt, you know, just basically a woman who it's just for the physical presence of them. Um, the the sexuality of them, mm-hmm. rather than understanding that they are the balance mm-hmm. of men, yes. meaning th- they are are they are the counterparts, right. and there is not one that is greater or better, but they are. So men are missing half of their connection right. to themselves to women to source well and
0: i feel like the typical way that you or i or anybody would respond is you need to like kind of how we intro the show you have to respect women women are worthy of respect and all this other stuff but what jada does which i think which really kind of caught my eye was she says that she feels sorry for and yeah. compassionate mm-hmm. for these men who objectify women like most people be like you can't do that that's not the way it works. or you're a jerk or they're bad guys all this other stuff but um this is one excerpt out of her facebook entry there's a deep sadness when i witness a man that can't recognize the emptiness he feels when he objectifies women as a bank and truly believes he can buy love with things and status It's painful to witness the betrayal when a woman takes him up on that offer.
1: Ooh, and that's said so well because a lot of times, and again, I work with mostly women. Right. Women will blame men. He treats me this way. Right. He says this. He does this. And and again, I I don't uh, disagree that that is occurring. Right. But are you taking him up on that offer Takes two to tango. Exactly. And, you know, a big thing, I wrote about this last week about the way you feel about yourself. Right is the way you teach other people to treat you. Now, does that mean there aren't people out there who will intentionally hurt you and harm you? No, there are people like that who you may love yourself and they still want to hurt you. But a lot of times in partnership, sometimes what's going on in ourselves um, is what... You know, creates that connection, right. You know if we're if we're not loving ourselves, if we're not feeling good about ourselves, sometimes we connect with someone who treats us similarly. Right. or maybe it started off well and then we didn't treat ourselves well and then it starts to break down.
0: So it sounds like what you're saying is this is more once again living from the inside out For rather sure. than the outside in. but is as, as important as a topic that as this is, I think my question to you or if I'm an audience, if I'm listening to this podcasting, great. This is all good great, great, good message. Now, how do we teach our sons? Let's just focus on the sons because we have three ta- daughters. We're always talking about daughters. How do we teach our sons how not to buy into our societal norm, which is you know the billboards and the MTV and all this other stuff? How do we do that? Well,
1: there's many different ways, but I'll focus on first women and then men, and I'll be it'll be quick, and so we can you know dive into it deeper. Women, moms, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to love ourselves. We need to see our beauty. We need to notice our gifts. We need to understand and and know that we are worthy. We need to appreciate what we've been given. We need to use our gifts. We need to find joy in our life and not be martyrs. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't mean we don't give of ourselves. It means that we know that we give of ourselves, but we refuel with things that give us energy so we can continue to give. We treat ourselves well. We don't consider ourselves just a body. We know that we have a soul and, and a purpose and an intention for being here. So our sons see what a woman is. Right. okay they know it that it has to start there it has to start there and we treat our daughters mm-hmm. that way right. we don't put the, you know this is another important point for moms a lot of times moms will give and you know i shouldn't say a lot of times i think there are times or people i've worked with they give their sons more attention mm-hmm. they hold their their sons in more value higher value and their daughters don't maybe get as much attention or respect and that's a problem. Right. Um, there has to be a balance there and an understanding. Um, we have to be able to see what both uh, the both genders are bringing to the table. And then do, do we, we want to stop there? Because I could go on to men. But, no, I mean, I think okay. that's a
0: good start. And I just thought about, like, my sister. My brother and I growing up, and my sister, my brother and I were heavily involved in sports right. and things like that. And I think just by... I don't know. Just what happened was we got more attention because we were into sports and she wasn't. And sports was such a big part of our lives. And she kind of had a hard time with that. And I think that happens in a lot of families. I do too. And I think now there's more girls in sports as there were 30 years ago. And if it's
1: not a sport, maybe it's... And and again, you're right. Sports Mm -hmm. is huge for women now, but also theater, also dance, also... um, Anything you right. know, Taekwondo, which I guess that's kind of a sport, but sure. I'm seeing a lot more girls and things that maybe were more traditionally male-based. Yeah. But you know, they have more opportunities. Let's yeah. put it that way. We're moving
0: in the right direction right. on that front. So. Um, so I cut you off. So you had a lot of good ideas. So
1: for women, the, you know, again, we could pull apart every word I said and, and expand it. But really, we it starts with us. It's not about telling our sons, hey, treat girls this way. Treat yourself that way. Right. And you don't even need to use words then. And love your body. He'll just know it. Yes, don't think you're just your body. You guys, I'm telling you, I, I mean, I'm like rubbing my face as I say this. I, you know, talking to women, and when they're talking about their 5 pounds or their 10 pounds... Here's something to like, let you know.
0: Like, how does that screw up the message?
1: Well, why it screws up the message is when you lose five pounds, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing's different. Nothing's different.
0: Maybe, uh, let me let me challenge you. Okay. They'll say, well, now I feel better about myself.
1: Well, you know what? More power to you if that really does begin a sh- an internal shift for you. Mm-hmm. If that five pounds truly helps you create an internal shift about the way you feel, who, then I'm wrong, okay? Then I'll then I'll suck that up or right. whatever. But I have experienced it myself, and I know that when you say you lose that five pounds or that ten pounds, and then you're like, okay, here I am, I've lost it, you know. It, but I'm still the same inside. Right. This is not an outside-in thing. This is an inside-out thing. Right. And the 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 great thing is, is that when you start to do the work inside. Things like... It's not that you don't care about weight or being healthy. It's that those things happen naturally. Mm -hmm. Because when you love yourself, you don't binge. Right. When you love yourself, you do do some kind of body movement every day. When you love yourself, you do take care of yourself. And so you don't even... I mean, as we've said on the show, we don't even have a scale. Mm -hmm. like. Who cares? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I always feel great about myself. I'm a human being. I have days where I'm like, ooh, this is a little tight or mm-hmm. whatever. But you take those as awarenesses rather than that's who I am. Right? You know, I am just this. Or So, again, that's a whole other thing about body image. But um, can we move on to men? Yes. Okay, well, why don't you say what you think and then... And then I'll kind of add to that. Um, what do we need to teach our sons? What What would you have liked to have known when you were a kid? Because you have a strong mom. Well, so you had that kind of image. Well,
0: I think it starts with, um, you know, uh, y- the adults in your household loving one another. Right. I mean, that's the foundation. So, you know, in most cases, it's a man, and woman, or a man, man, whatever. That's the foundation. So they need to observe what a loving relationship is. Okay. Because, I mean, th- we have plenty of examples of... Friends, dads who are complete chauvinistic, yeah, um, objectifying women. And these are men who have daughters. Yeah. like These are some of your girlfriends. I
1: know. And they think that there is a difference, meaning they think, oh, my daughter I treat this way, but other women I treat and this way. And that's the disconnect. That's the disconnect. Right. It's not true.
0: Yeah. You cannot, it's once yeah, you say one thing, but then you say something else and it's confusing. So you need to be consistent with your message. Right. And that message has to be respect yourself, respect women, don't hit girls. I mean, it's funny because don't hit girls seems like such an obvious thing, but there's still plenty of people out there hitting girls.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. I actually just, uh, we were talking this weekend with um, with our friend Jerry about, um, you know, Chris Brown. Yeah. And he's he's
0: him. I had it. him in my notes. Did you really? Well, and it's funny because we can so easily, um, you know, I can't stand the guy. Right. But, so... I don't know. I don't know. Where I'm well, going with well,
1: that. what I was going to say was, Chris Brown is just an example. Yes. Like, I'm not going to put the, all this on the shoulders of Chris. He Brown. He is an example. He is of an what example, and the reason that he's an example is because here's a guy. He was raised in an environment where there was domestic abuse. Sure. Okay, so as a social worker, I take those things into consideration because you are what you experience. You know what I mean? He grew up in that environment, so that's what he saw, and then he, you know, made this career, and then he practiced what he lived, and he beat up Brianna, okay? Beat up his girlfriend. Here's the hard part. He was young. He could have, even though that's really harsh, he could have, through time, been forgiven. But he's never claimed it. Mm-hmm. He's never been—he may have said, oh, I'm sorry, but he ne- you, no one's felt it. Well,
0: it's just a word.
1: It's just a word. And he's been such, as I said on my Facebook page, he's been such a tool.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like he's been—he hasn't—he doesn't know— Himself, and he still didn't claim that dishonoring because he didn't just dishonor Rihanna; he dishonored himself. Right? He dishonored the people who love him. He it was bigger than just that moment and that you know experience. So he's just an example
0: of well, and and I'll take Chris. uh, I won't even talk about him. I'll talk about his reception of even after he did all these horrible things. Yeah, he's still why is he still at the Grammys, and why are people still? Standing up and clapping for him. Well, and I'm all about second chances. I was going to say
1: forgiveness is key, but
0: I know. But there are, I don't know. I, I feel like has that much. So he hasn't been in in the police reports. Right. Has he really changed? Has he been an example of change? Right. Has he shown us that, hey, I totally screwed up? Kind of like you said. he did, has. He said, we need to bring awareness to domestic abuse. I know. He hasn't done any of those things. That, that, in my opinion, is his ability to have a second chance. You're right.
1: You're and right. And I haven't
0: heard any of that stuff. Right. All I hear is he's back at the Grammys, and people are still standing up and clapping about how awesome he well, is. Well, and that his
1: album is still getting nominated for all these things. So
0: I, I, I'm not even going to look at him. I'm going to look at us.
1: Mm, good point. Kind
0: of... Uh, Saying yeah, this, it's okay to do that. I I feel like he, like we're all saying no problem.
1: Right. Or all these, and again, we're focusing on a certain population here, but there's like the, you know, there was some football players who got in trouble, you know, and, For beating up their wives didn't they wasn't there some there was a woman on ianla on her show who was the wife of a football player ocho cinco what's his name
0: um chad johnson is his name i don't know what you're talking about it's possible but i don't know exactly what the situation was well she he i think he got released from his team because there was accusations of domestic abuse. right
1: i think you know she he beat her up and we you and I were just talking about football and how there's that fine line of you know you send these. we,
0: we teach them to just pulverize one another yet when the whistle stops then you're supposed to be this nice, so civilized polite, civilized person yeah and how that's a disconnect too it's impossible to tell him from one whistle to the next whistle be a warrior and then when you get home and you're with your wife then you'd be a soft-spoken calm you know, and calm, civilized civilized person yeah
1: but anyway I mean we could we could go off on all of the um, things we've seen in the media mm-hmm. but the the point is is that there I think what you're saying about at the great you know Chris Brown at the Grammys is and people standing up and clapping is there's some acceptance that this is typical and I don't think people would say it's okay I just think that we aren't We aren't frustrated enough about it. We aren't. I agree. It's not about getting angry and then staying stuck in anger. It's about noticing it and saying, this isn't right. Well, and
0: I would just say, I I would never, I don't like that type of music anyways. But if I did, I think, you know, you don't like um, protest and shout at the mountain types, Chris Brown is an evil man because he's not. No, he's he's not. He's a person who's made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But what you can do is not stand up and clap for him when he's at the Grammys, or you can not buy his album, or you can choose to direct your energy in a more positive way. I mean, even at the Grammy performance, he still looked like a total punk. I know. And, you know, it's just a performance, but it's just, you know, it's hard for me to think that he's completely... um, Sorry for some of the things that he has done.
1: Exactly, and maybe
0: he is. Maybe you know, I've never met the guy and probably never will. But
1: well, and that's the thing is and we don't. He is don't, an example. We of, don't know what's happening in that, speci- that specific instance, but we do know how it feels. Right. Okay, and I think that's what Jada Pinkett, coming back to this article, is trying to say to us: is as a society, we need to recognize that by not respecting women and holding them up as being the balance of our society, we are. Dis- Disrespecting men just the same. Like um that th- read this paragraph from her, her Facebook post.
0: I am sure the men who restructured our societies from cultures that honored women, and we'll stop right there. I think before, I don't know, a certain time, we all kind of honored each other. We did. And maybe well, and, not.
1: And and women were honored for what they brought. See, mm-hmm. here's the thing that we forget. Men bring something, women bring something, and together we're the balance. Right. Women bring a sense of, this is, again, my perspective, intuition, connectedness, relationship, almost mystical understanding, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously bearing children and, and the, you know, the strength and the, the determination, we bring so many things. And when you lose that, then people, or people start to fear it, you know, we could go back in history, you know, burning women, you know, the witches, the witches, because they had intuitive, you know, understanding and powers, and you can look through history and see how the fear around the power of women, men felt that it would overtake them rather than balance them.
0: So there was a time, I think, and I hope, when there wasn't that going on. But now, so just to finish the quote. Okay. I'm, so I'm sure the men who restructured our societies from cultures that honor women had no idea of the outcome. They had no idea that eventually even men would render themselves empty and longing for meaning, depth, and connection.
1: Mm, so true. And
0: once again, that's. I mean, we're kind of restating what we've already said, but... It's not just about respecting women, being nice to them. These guys who do this are hurting themselves. So, and and they're not even in awareness they're of it. They're
1: missing out on their counterpart. Right. You know, for those that, you know, partner with women, and even if you don't do it in a marriage, even in a work situation, you know, mm-hmm. even in, it's just missing somebody who brings balance. And, you know, do you, before we move on, cause I was going to just dive into something big. Yeah, do you dive. want to talk about tree of life?
0: Tree of life chiropractic care. They are our chiropractors. They're based out of here in Elmhurst Chiropractor. and it's funny, um, I think at the end of the year is a good time to get chiropractic care just because of your insurance stuff.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Like if
0: you've already gotten some stuff and you already paid off your deductible, December mm. is a great month to, to get started. To get started. So give her a call, 630-941-8733, uh, chiro-tree.com. They're awesome. Okay. Healthy families by choice, not, not by chance.
1: chance. Yeah, wellness, man.
0: Oh, and then I want to tease. On the after show, we're going to talk. Um, there's a woman who um, wanted us to talk about... Um, She's talking. Uh, she lost a friend, and her four-year-old son asked her, "Mommy, are you gonna die?" Mm. And she said yes. And the kid's kind of wigging out. Okay. And we're going to talk about that in the after show. So okay. that's my talking tease. about death. Yeah, talking okay. about death and how to talk to your kids about that. All right. So where were you going to go? Any idea? Oh
1: gosh, I you here. Never let me. Remember. I know, but let me look at these words because it'll bring it back to me.
0: Do you want me to play the Jeopardy theme? Song?
1: Um, no, I don't. I guess. I guess my point is this is that men have this opportunity to embrace what a woman brings to the table but oftentimes because they're afraid of what that will mean they reject it. Right. And so then they make a woman only about her body, only about sex. I mean just look at our society. You know, yeah. that's what everything, everything you see, every billboard. And the, the thing that's important to understand, again, is I'm not putting this all on 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 men. Women take up play that a offer. Role.
0: Yeah, they play a role. They
1: say, oh, that that's all you think of me as? Okay, Th- then and that's, that's what I'll be. because
0: they shortchange the wholeness of who they are.
1: Exactly, exactly. And,
0: you know, as screwed up as our Western society is and billboards and MTV and, um, you know, there's certain parts of this world where, you know, these poor women can't, you can't see anything other than their eyes. I know. I don't, I don't know what they're called. The headdress stuff that they wear. What are, what are the... Uh, some of the...
1: Oh, gosh. Eight. What,
0: whatever. Everybody oh. knows what we're talking about, but it's some of the... I uh, can't
1: believe the word is escaping me. It starts with a B it matter. doesn't matter but the fact that women are need to be covered now that's i don't want to dive too deep into that cuz that's a religious um you know belief system uh, cultural religious mm-hmm. and so that's something i don't understand enough and neither do to make I. social commentary on other
0: than my ignorant point of view it seems it seems weird that these women have to wear all these clothes when it's 95 degrees and sunny and all you can see is their eyes. Right, exactly. There's something screwed up about
1: that. Well, and again, that there is a cultural... Again, I don't even know... I can't even say anything. A burka. There
0: you go. Is that it? I don't know.
1: Well, anyway, can I read this last paragraph in this Facebook post because I think this is the most powerful. When woman is lost, so is man. The truth is, woman is the window to a man's heart and a man's heart is the gateway to his soul. Very well put. So... Here's something that I say to my, in my college class, there are very few guys who take my class. Why is that? (laughs) Because it's sociology and it's a bunch of people becoming social workers and therapists and teachers. And that tends to be more typically female based profession. Now there's definitely guys who are in the class, but there's usually like two or three Mm -hmm. each semester out of like 25. But what I say to the guys, when we talk about these kind of things like gender and relationships is I will always say to the guys, do you want a girlfriend who completely does whatever you say? Who has no commentary? Who has no uh, feedback of her own? Individuality. Who, who has no individuality? And again, they'll laugh and be like, "Yeah, yeah." You know. If
0: they're with a group of guys, the answer would be like, yeah, "Yeah, of course, right."
1: But the truth is, It'd be
0: pretty boring. After
1: you really contemplate it, what? That's not a partnership. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a um, what's the word where uh, a dis. No, where someone is your. Not suit. You're inferior? the superior and they're inferior, yeah. or someone who is. It's like a little
0: slave woman or something.
1: Exactly, and and maybe that's great for a night, or maybe mm. that's great for a week, but there's no way you're going to grow mm. in that partnership. There's no way your your mind is going to expand. There's no way your heart is going to expand if you are in partnership with someone who is your inferior. Yeah, you're submissive. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Right. Little Fifty Shades of Grey here. There you go. Um, and so, you know, that that's the most important part is that, you know, when a woman believes that a man wants her to be, like, I remember there used to be this thing, I think it was when I was um, little, about girls playing dumb. And I think this still happens. Sure. Where girls will not want to know too much information around guys because they don't want guys to feel intimidated by them. Right. Now, that... It, it just, that makes me so sad. Girls
0: are afraid to shine.
1: Girls are afraid to shine. And
0: they're afraid to make mistakes. Yes. And guys um, are can be more bold for whatever reason. They have less, ta- they're okay with screwing up and making themselves look like an idiot. Whereas I think girls, are, just, we hold them to a certain standard that is not fair.
1: Perfection. And all about relationship and not looking, you know, feeling bad about yourself and not um, realizing that you have, you're multi-layered and that there's more to you than just what people see. Right. And, you know, I just think it's very important for women to understand because some women are even in relationship right now, you know, even in, maybe in a marriage or something like that, where they kind of play that role of being dumb or allowing... Um... Yeah, like
0: the 50s wife yeah, the 50s waiting wife. for her husband to get home and she's all she does is cook and doesn't have any opinion of her own. And no blah, blah,
1: blah. opinion of her own. Like,
0: I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's how it was, but that's what I think of when I think of, you know father knows best and leave the right. beaver and right. all that other stuff. It was a
1: different culture. Yeah. And now women, women always had the ability and power and knowledge to shine, but maybe they weren't given permission by society. Sure. And now things have shifted. And the thing is, is even if you're in that kind of partnership now, you can gradually shift that. Like I would even say, even though I've never felt submissive to you, I think there was a time maybe I didn't speak my mind as much, or I'd be like, I don't want Todd to be mad. Right. Or, um, especially early dating, like twenties mm-hmm. when I, had no idea who I was, or I want to make sure Todd's happy, or I want to make sure, you know, that kind of mindset, that martyrdom mindset. And then when I started to say, no, I don't want to go eat there, Mm -hmm. or I don't like to stay out till four in the morning. Why not? It's fun or i 'd really rather do this, or I want to see this movie, and I never said it demanding. Mm. I never said it now now it 's all about me, and you need to it 's about I would like to give an opinion and then right. let 's find a balance in here right. and don 't and, and as we 've said on the show before, you know I always ask you this question, but don't you like me better that way
0: yes that's well, and I, I mean, know the
1: answer to that. I just say it for everybody else
0: well I mean I, I think the idea is that we learn from each other, and yes. if one person is submissive to the other there 's really not much opportunity for learning or growth or evolution or whatever it is.
1: Well, one thing I know for sure with you is that when I present a question to you or I say, Todd, I need help with this, I know that you are not just going to say, whatever you want, dear. You're going to challenge me. Or you may sometimes agree, but that's Mm -hmm. because you truly agree. So when you say, I agree, I take it very to heart because I know that's how you feel. But I think the same for me. When you come to me, you Mm -hmm. know I'm not going to say, whatever you want. I'm going to say-
0: That's not language that we use.
1: No. I mean, I'm going to say, here's my opinion on this. Right you know do what you want with that and um but also not feel that you need to cater to me like you and I have talked about the happy wife happy life yes, comment right um
0: that drives me crazy yeah. and and I could go on and on about why that drives me crazy but we don't have time to do that
1: right and the thing is is there's nothing wrong with wanting to make your wife happy but is that balanced is the is the are both parties being yeah. served in if that way yeah
0: exactly so yeah. A um, few more minutes. Okay. Um, Avid Company. Yes. They are our general contracting rehab uh, fund partner that we have all the time.
1: Yes, and they have lots of specials.
0: Specials, Christmas specials. 630 956 1800. Give them a call. 630 956 1800. Jeremy is the president and owner, and he is amazing. He is. Um, so we only have an, another minute or two but I feel like I want you to promote your blog that you did last week that oh. did so well.
1: Okay so I wrote a blog last week called um, A Letter to My Daughter About Self-Love and um, how many
0: likes do you usually get on your blog?
1: Well I usually get somewhere around in between 60 and
0: 100. Okay and how many on this one?
1: I got uh, we're at 2,000. Woohoo! 2k baby
0: So you connected with somebody out well, there.
1: Well yeah and, and here's the thing that was so fun about this blog. First of all it was From the Heart and I wrote it in like 30 minutes. It just poured out because my daughter asked me a question and it just made me go oh my gosh I have so much to say so I wrote this letter um, to her but also what's been great is the feedback I've been getting is a lot of it's international right so it's like a lot of people obviously that I know are around Chicago or around the United States but then there's been all these people from different countries you need to
0: get your old map out
1: yes I had I didn't know where these places were and it was so amazing and the you know communication back and forth that I'm having with this woman from Egypt and this woman from Kuwait and just it's too cool so um you know check out that Letter and also, how are they going to
0: check out that letter?
1: Um, because I have it on our Facebook page, Oh, okay. then I'll repost it or uh, on
0: your blog or
1: on my blog, uh, which is at Chicago Now, The Self Aware Parent, or on my website, KathyCadams.com. And also, bu- uh, my books, The Self Aware Parent and The Self Aware Parent 2. Um, if you buy them both, they're $20, and so that's a pretty good deal considering they're each like 13 bucks on their right. own, and they're good good uh holiday presents so go on my website kathycadams.com and go to the store and you can buy them nice job thank you
0: so um we're going to tune out on the live podcast but stay tuned we're going to have the zen parenting extra in just a second we're going to talk about that woman's question about death
1: and i also have one tournament of bad
0: and you have a tournament of bad too which you never do so this is todd adams say goodbye
1: and this is kathy adams have a great week
0: and doctor okay um so we'll save the tournament of bad for last, okay, because I love Tournament a Bad.
1: Yeah, I know you do, and I very rarely have one, but I definitely have one.
0: Is it about me? Yes, kind of. No, Ooh. not really. Not really. So this woman named Lori, who's a really uh, loyal listener, um, had a question. She said she wanted to know if we can talk about how we talk to our girls about death. Okay, and we haven't had much reason to do that, but we have plenty of advice. I was
1: going to say I feel like I talk to them about it a lot, though. Mm. I feel like it comes up a lot of times before bed.
0: Right. Yeah, well, time to contemplate, I guess. So anyways, um, this woman's uh, friend passed away. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure And this woman, her name is Lori, she has a four-year-old son. And this four-year-old son said to this woman, Lori, Mommy, are you going to die? And Lori responded, yeah. I'm sure she said everybody dies. It's part of life. And I think he is not...
1: it scares he, him. It
0: scares him mm-hmm. a little bit. And she wanted to know if we had any advice on how to deal with that. Right. So what are your advice do you have?
1: Well, a few th- a few thoughts that are coming to my head. First of all, um, just the whole idea about what life is. I think when kids are really little, and actually we do this through our lifetime, but we start to ask that question about, you know, what is this, where are we? And I think there's an honesty that we can have a loving honesty about the whole point of life is coming here, experiencing, and then we move on. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not something to be feared. It's that's what makes every day so important. Right. Is that we get this opportunity to um, you know to love and have fun and be together and enjoy our lives. And setting that as an intention when kids are really young, so they don't go through their life and think it's about work, money, you know, stupid things that have nothing to do with why we're really here. So. I think that it's okay to be honest about that, that we all come and go and that we transition. And and again, here's where we get into your own belief system. And so you can either take this or you can leave this or change this up as you see fit. But I believe that we, um, I know for a fact, scientifically, we are energy Mm -hmm. and we are love. Mm -hmm. And love and energy are real Mm -hmm. and they never go away. Mm -hmm. So when our body is no longer here, we're still here.
0: That's right. Yeah. Like you said, scientifically, that's what I kind of hold on to is, you know, the minute before you die, Mm -hmm. you're breathing, there's energy and whatever. I don't know. It's like the third law of physics, but it's like no energy can get eliminated off the planet. It just goes from one One form form to to another. And that is kind of what, you know, my little scientific brain Uh, grabs onto that idea Mm -hmm. you know some people will just say oh you go to heaven or you just move on and you know but that's kind of my way of kind of making sure that I feel confident that we do go somewhere wherever that place may be and and it's funny because on Oprah that guy had that big article about
1: Evan Alexander yeah yeah
0: and what was the title of the Uh, Newsweek cover well, um, well a, proof
1: of heaven is the name of his his book,
0: right? And and he and, and Oprah interviewed this guy, and it was fine, but I didn't love it. I didn't love it either, and it's not because I don't believe that he believes what he saw. No, was, it's
1: not about him. But mm-hmm. it
0: was more like I don't feel. And all of a sudden, here we are talking about the afterlife that we even have the capability to understand or describe what it may be like. Language is too limited. Our brain Brain is is too too limited. limited. Mm -hmm. Joseph
1: Campbell said that. He said, there is no way that our brains can, we can contemplate. There's no way our brain can fully embrace what's greater, you know, the the consciousness of all of us.
0: Yeah. And to even try, it seems like it's a waste of my time anyways. Or it's limiting. Or it's limiting. So um, I don't know how much we're helping Lori here, because I think a lot of response, like our kids always, not always, but they say, well, okay, everybody dies. When are you going to die? And we always say, oh, not to a lot, lot longer. Right. Um, so, but
1: but the the thing that I always say to the girls is because and this is the the focus why I'm saying love lives on, energy lives on. Is I tell the girls I live inside you, you live inside me, which I believe. See, here's the key: you have to know what you believe. So when you tell your kids something, you say it with authenticity right. because I can look my children in the eye and say exactly the words that I'm about to say to you, and they know that I'm telling them what I believe. Now I don't know if they're you know people say well well do they buy it? Well I don't know if they buy it or if they believe it, that's up, um, that's up to them. But what I'm telling them is my authentic, what I right now hold true. And what I hold true is I live in you, you live in me. We're all connected, which is what I believe. We love each other. Therefore we're tied together. So I will always be in you. You will mm. always be in me. And when, when our body goes, our energy remains connected. So even though that doesn't make them go, Oh, great. I'm not afraid of, I mean, it, there's a normal human element of being afraid of death. Sure. You know, it's not like I'm ever going to like be able to tell my children to not, you know to eliminate that normal we would never experience. want to tell them
0: not to be afraid no,
1: but i say the thing i know for sure is that we'll always be connected so i think the greatest fear about death is the loneliness mm-hmm. or being alone or or it all ending or i you know again everyone's fear is different and and i have to be honest and say i'm still exploring my fear sure. with this and my own childhood you know i was saying to you that i've been triggered in this area lately things have been coming up with the Evan Alexander interview, and even watching A Christmas Carol the other night, and I'm still kind of, you know, that's that's something I'm still going to contemplate probably my whole life. Even remember um, Eli Wiesel, uh, mm. he, you know, this guy is 82 years old. He lived through the Holocaust. He's written about. You know, life and he was on, he had open heart surgery and almost died. And he said he was really afraid. Mm. And you know, you'd think, okay, if he's afraid, and so there's a normalcy to it. Um, But my point is, is that what I do know for sure, regardless of those fears or that baggage I carry, I know that I will always be connected to you, to Mm. my family, to my children, to my friends, to all these people I love that we move on. Deepak Chopra says, um, and I really like this, you know, look at a building or sit in a room and you see the walls that are up. Okay, what if you took all the walls down? Would the space in the walls be gone? Right. And that's kind of the same thing with our body. We're energy, we're here. There's more than just our body. Didn't
0: uh what's that rabbi guy that we've read his books and he talks about water? Like there's Kushner? A, um not Kushner. Who's Kushner? Rabbi, he's your friend. Oh,
1: Rami Shapiro. Yeah, yeah.
0: Didn't he have some metaphor with water and the ocean and death?
1: Yes, it was beautiful. What was that?
0: If we can't come out with a water, we'll
1: it was. It. He was. He had a little book about talking to kids about death, and it was about the fluidity. Oh, it was like being a wave in the ocean. Mm-hmm. That you are a wave, and when that wave goes away, mm-hmm. does that mean that water is gone? Right. Beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up, because isn't that a beautiful metaphor for our kids when a wave comes up? And you see it in its physical form. That's you. Right. But when it when the wave dissipates and goes back in the water, did you? Are you gone? Right. No, you're just a part of the water now. Right. So these are deep concepts for a four year old. But well,
0: but those are. I mean, those. I mean, those are what my brain can get its arms around. So it's more a vehicle of understanding. It doesn't define it because it's undefinable. But it is a. Way for me to feel kind of good about it, right? So I mean, and not
1: and try and not try to pretend we're not afraid because that's a repression. Mm-hmm. But try and look at the fear mm-hmm. and find the love in it mm-hmm. because that's what any time a fear comes up for me, I know there's something to learn. It's not coming up to harm me. I would never harm. I don't choose to harm myself. Mm-hmm. You know what? The reason that in things come up in in form of a fear is it's bringing attention. So then you can say, okay, where can I find the love in this? And and these are the kind of conversations that are essential. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of and and again, there's no problem with saying heaven or using that kind of language, but don't just do things rotely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by rotely? Like, don't just say here's what it is. If you don't believe, yeah, you got to know what you think. Well,
0: and since sometimes, uh, is there anything wrong with saying, you know, I don't really know for sure. No, I. To me, there is not. Right. But, so if I'm talking to my daughter who's five years old and she says, well, what happens? Where exactly do you go when you die? I don't know for sure. I'm not sure. But
1: here's what I do know. Right. I would always give them something. Right. When, when it's an adult conversation, we can be open-ended because right. there's a maturity. But what children are looking for is a sense of safety. Right. Like, is it going to be okay? And that's what, even though we may not have the perfect language, we want to give them that sense of love always continues. Right. Energy always continues. You are greater than your body. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so anyway, I would say that.
0: All right. Good answer. Okay. Tournament of bad.
1: Okay. So I think you know what this one is. I
0: have no idea what you're about to My say. My
1: tournament of bad is when I get in a car and there's no gas Oh, in it. boy. <laughs> oh, boy. He's silent.
0: Well, we don't... What's funny is I think we should just presume responsibilities. We okay. have two cars. You should be in charge of the silver one, and I'll be in charge of the other But one.
1: instead of doing that, how about we get in a car, and if regardless of which car it is, if there's only a quarter of a tank left, let's fill it up.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: you I... said to me the other day, I just tried to wait as long as I can so I don't have to do it.
0: Well, the longer you wait, the less times you have to fill up throughout the year. If you're always filling it up at a quarter tank, you're filling it up a bunch more times. And
1: where I kind of understand that. I also feel like sometimes I get in the car and it's on empty and I have to deal with it.
0: I will be in charge of the other car. You be in charge of the silver car. Okay. Is that not a good idea? Well,
1: I just kind of want to be over like, could we make an agreement to when it's at a quarter tank?
0: What about when Kramer wanted to... He's at the dealership. Yeah.
1: And he wants to drive it as close to empty as he can. yeah. And see, there's, why that was so funny to me when I saw that is because I've always been a person, my dad taught me to always keep the car filled. We
0: should, we should post that, that clip. We should post that clip.
1: It was just, my dad was really good about teaching me a lot of things, but one thing that I'll always remember is how he taught me how to take care of a car and to understand it. And one of the things that he always said is do not go below a certain place in, you know, because first of all, I live in Chicago or I live outside of Chicago, you you never know when you're going to get caught in traffic. You can't always depend on getting off at a at a gas station. And and on a more literal note, I have children and we're usually running from place to place. Yeah. So when I run out to the car and it's on empty and I have to get to Lombard that yeah. stinks. Well, and
0: I probably understate it because if I ever run out of gas, it's really not that big of a deal. Simply because you take a, you just go buy a gas can and you go to a gas station or whatever. Or you find somebody to help push you to gas. I mean, there's a lot of... But
1: think about how much time is spent in that crazy process when you First of all, could have I've never run
0: out of gas. I know. But I'm saying it's different if you're a woman in a city mm. or if you are a mom with kids, with in, kids the car. in the car
1: yes. whereas
0: with me it's kind of funny it's a kind of f- funny story like hey look I'm an idiot I ran out right. of gas <laughs> But if you're, you know, a single woman, or you're with kids, then it's a completely different well, story. Well,
1: and you know what, honey? I think you're getting down to it because I've asked you about this a number of times, where I've said, "Can we just kind of keep gas in the car?" And so when I get in the car and it's empty, I feel like that you're not hearing me, mm. like that that I know I don't ask for a lot of things. I mean, maybe I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, You'd have to. You decide don't ask that. for anything. But. When I say something like that, I mean it because it, it it's important to me. So when you're in the car, and again, sometimes you just don't notice. Like you said to me, I did not even see that. Right. And so I understand that. But it's like one of those things where it's so small, and I'm happy to fill it up. It's not a man's job or anything. Mm-hmm. I fill up the car probably 90% of My the time. My 9-year-old's
0: filling up our car now. That's right. She had a little accident. She had a little gas accident. <laughs> she pulled the nozzle out of the car and pulled the trigger at the same Eesh. time.
1: She She
0: felt awful. She felt awful. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I told the gas station people, and they're just going to throw some stuff there. I mean, it's not good for the environment, but it was an accident.
1: It wasn't. She's. But I'm going to teach these
0: girls. How to check their oil. Just
1: like John Cassani did. Do
0: all that stuff. That's right. Girls are going to be self-sufficient.
1: Well, because it's... Independent um, young women. You don't want to be in a car by yourself and not understand how it works. Right. I mean, I can't claim to be able to... I haven't changed a tire in so many years that I think I would still need help with that. Um, But there are... The rest of it, I feel very competent. And and even like sometimes I'm like, get out the... um, What's it called? The book, you know? The guidebook for
0: the car. The manual? The manual. (laughs) The guidebook.
1: <laughs> and sometimes you're like, no, we can figure it out. And I'm like, no, that's what the manual's for. Like, I trust in the manual.
0: And I love manuals. Good. I but know you If I know how like... to do it without the manual, True. I don't need it.
1: Okay. So that's it. That's my tournament of bad.
0: Mine is, um, I don't understand why we don't eat gingerbread houses afterwards.
1: <laughs> because I think it's because the frosting hardens and then it's left out. So you're not supposed to eat it if it's been sitting out.
0: I think you are supposed to eat it because I have taken bites off of that one lately and it tastes <laughs> delicious. <laughs> it's really good.
1: Oh, yeah. Have you told the girls that you're eating their gingerbread houses? Well, I,
0: just little pieces. I've
1: envisioning you like going sideways and well, like biting Well, I just don't understand.
0: Roof. Like, it should be like, like what are you going to do, throw it away? No, you yes, eat it. Yes, we throw
1: it away. It's for visual. No, it's not it's for for eating. yumminess. No, you eat while you're making it.
0: No, you eat while you're making it and then you eat it afterwards too i don't too. think so
1: i think it's been does anybody to... eat
0: their the own gi- gingerbread The houses?
1: gingerbread gets stale too
0: no it's fine okay
1: well believe me you can keep eat you can keep gnawing does, off the
0: roof <laughs> does anybody else <laughs> want to eat their gingerbread houses am i the only idiot no, out there i'm
1: sure you're not alone
0: like i feel like it should be common practice though okay.
1: common discussion
0: i'm holiday discussion i don't get it okay so we're gonna put that in there so that's all i got 44 minutes in all right baby um. Thank you for listening. We love our listeners. Spread the word. Share our page. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And we did not win the Stitcher Award.
0: Thanks a lot, audience. <laughs> no.
1: We, Dan Savage won, and Dan Savage is the man, and we kind of knew he was our... Big competition. They're nemesis. He's the number one health and lifestyle podcast as far as number of listeners. So we had a feeling, but at the same time, you got to go for it, man. We had to see if we could make it happen, and I'm sure we maybe we were second. Maybe. Maybe we don't know. I'll just assume. We're let's second. just assume. But thanks for that, and uh, there's always next year.
0: Uh, talk to y'all next week. Have a great week. Adios.